TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I am very excited to start out our first guest tonight. Her name is Dr. Mary Curtin. Let me tell you a little bit about why we are speaking with her. Well, the war in Ukraine continues to experience many pivot points that could affect not just Eastern Europe, but the world at large. I hope everyone hears that, the world at large. The latest salvo in this conflict occurred on Friday when Russia President Vladimir Putin uh, claimed to annex several regions of eastern Ukraine. So where does it go from here? That's why we've invited diplomat in residence Dr. Mary Curtin to join us tonight to talk about the conflict. The Global Policy Area Chair at the University of Minnesota's Humphrey School of Public Affairs is joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you? you, Dr. Mary Curtin? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for having me on tonight. First of all, knowing that you uh, understand what is happening far more than many Minnesotans, I just want to get your take on it and and figure out how is it that you sleep at night, because knowing you know far more than we know. So tell us how, what, what it is that we are really experiencing and what do you believe about it? So I am one of those people who often literally does not sleep at night because, as you may know, I lived in Poland for four years right next to Ukraine and understand how dangerous this situation is for the people of Ukraine and for all of Europe. Um, but also, as you said, for the, for the rest of the world, we're already seeing, for example, famine uh, that already was bad in, say, parts of Africa being made worse by the fact that it is very difficult for farmers in Ukraine to grow their crops and then to get them out to the world. So it, it is a problem that is already impacting broad swaths of the world. And those parts of the world are going to eventually get to us. For me, I feel as though whether we are Americans or whomever we are across the world, we don't quite understand or really believe necessarily that we are one as the United States. Has this Mm -hmm. been, you know, with the rest of the world is what I mean. Um, Has this been a real challenge for you as you watch all of this unfold? People are thinking of us in a different way than they did maybe 30 years ago. So I think, you know, I think it's really complicated, obviously, just like our, say, domestic situation or the world situation. I think that um, before all this started and with a lot of the, you know, back and forth in terms of administrations the last few years, I think that there probably was a doubt um, in in countries in Europe and maybe even in Vladimir Putin's mind about whether or not the United States would really support Ukraine if Russia invaded. 
because this is something that's been talked about and Russia has threatened for a long time. And so I think a lot of people um, have been very surprised at how strong the support has been in the United States. And even though there are many Americans who don't support giving the aid, the large amount of support, I think, has really struck Ukrainians. And it has come in all different forms. We've focused on a lot in the news on military aid, but the United States has also given a lot of economic support, um, providing assistance to refugees, um, providing uh, food support to parts of the world that haven't been getting Ukraine's uh, grain like they usually do. And so I think I think in, in general, people have been happy to see um, that that most Americans support the, the difficult decision to continue to provide Ukraine with what they need because it's their war and they're fighting it, but they have been very grateful for what they have gotten. So then how does that affect us giving what we're giving to them and them taking that? We're not getting anything back from them necessarily. We're helping an ally, basically. Am I correct with that? Um, yeah, we're not. I mean, they're not. Right now, Ukraine, for example, is not buying the equipment that we are providing to them um, exactly. in the way that, say, other countries do. And so I think this is one of those times when what we get from it isn't, isn't a tangible thing. Um, I think that for the United States, economically and politically, um, you know, having um, to start with a Europe that is not at war, that is at peace, has been very good for the United States economically and politically over the last 70 years. That um, uh, that a strong Ukraine that um, can, you know, determine its own destiny and that um, that is part of the global economy, whose people are part of the global democratic community, community of democracies, not political party, um, I think that that is good for the United States. And um, it, it, to the extent that we live in a more dangerous world where the likes of Vladimir Putin um, can try or claim that he's annexing parts of another country, then that makes it less, less safe for the United States. And so even though we don't get something directly in return, I think that um, um, what we get is a more secure world even though right now it doesn't feel that way um, right. because of Putin's threats. So. Okay, so here's the thing. You know, when this war first started, uh, many mm -hmm. Americans were asking the question, why are we getting involved? Mm -hmm. Can you answer mm -hmm. that question in a clear way? Because there have been so many different answers to that that many of us are a bit confused, including me. Okay, so I think for me... Um, I think a really important reason why we are getting involved is to send the signal that someone like Putin, who clearly has obviously has no respect for um, the boundaries of neighboring independent countries, um, who has no respect for um, even, you know, the human life, you know, the way that he has bombarded civilians, that, that it, and, and this is not to say the United States has never made 
any mistakes, right? But to to say that it's it's okay and we don't care if someone like Putin just sets out to take over and dominate other countries, um, it creates a world in which that's how everything get how the how the rules get made by whoever is has the sort of audacity and the power to dominate their neighbors. And the, the, the benefits to us, to the United States, are somewhat indirect, but having a world of chaos and war is, is not good for us. Um, some of it's about economics, and some of it is just about a sense of security or actual security, I think, that... Um, that, that means that, um, sorry about that. Um, no problem. That means that um, if, if we just stand by and if we accept Putin's argument that this is his neighborhood and he can do whatever he wants, then that opens the door for others in the world who make those same kind of claims. And so I think that as difficult as it is, we have a lot of problems here in the United States that also need to get solved. Um, but that as a large superpower who has, which has um, engagements around the world, I think this is a really extreme case that demands a response from us. I agree with you on that. I want to let people know if you're just joining in um, and listening to Steel Talking, we are joined with Dr. Mary Kirtland, Diplomat in Residence and Global Policy Area Chair at the Humphrey School of Public Affairs at the University of Minnesota. We're so happy to have you here. Let's talk about um, the offenses that have already happened, or the, I'm sorry, the counteroffenses that Ukraine has mm-hmm. made reclaiming some of the cities. I mean, we were really excited about that as Americans, learning that things were going to get better and things are getting worse. Uh, at this moment, um, is it possible for them to turn it around considering the moves that Russia has made recently? So um, I think that it is possible. And one thing that I think is really important to look at is the political leadership in Ukraine and the united civilian support that is there that means that the assistance that we have provided over many years, not just this year, Mm-hmm. can be seen the results can be seen in the way in which they're fighting the the really uh smart use of the weapons that they have been provided and the clear um the, you know a lot of military strategists are looking at what they're doing and saying wow this is really smart it's really interesting and even though putin made his big announcement the other day that he was annexing territory just right. over the last two days now, Ukraine has um, recaptured another critical city and appears to be on the move toward two or three more. And so it's one thing for Putin to announce that he's annexing territory, and it's another thing for him to actually control that. His military is, is in bad shape, um, and the Ukrainians are really motivated. You know, they have that sort of intangible desire, you know, to really, it's their home, you know, they don't want to be taken over by Russia. Um, But, you know, Putin, we, we live in a very dangerous world, though, and we have to take seriously his threats. Um, And I think that our leadership 
and Ukrainian leadership are, are taking those into consideration. But the Ukrainian military is doing a remarkable job. They are. And I have to tell you, now we're seeing these horrible images on uh, television or wherever you yeah. get your information, where we are seeing them, you know, rap, wrangling all of these young people, making them go into to fight Ukraine. And a lot of these young people are running for their lives. They are even killing them if they refuse to join. Uh, I find that so remarkable and so sick. Uh, and, and as you watch some of the video that we've seen a few times, it's just, it breaks your heart. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, how does America make the decision or, or how do you see them making the decision to get involved in that part of this war? So I don't think that the United States can get involved in what is happening internally in Ukraine. It is heart-wrenching to watch it. And especially since, in a lot of cases, it's, it's the ethnic minorities in Russia who are being dragged out to be conscripted. And it's some of the wealthier people who are able to escape, right? But I think that, I think that, I believe that President Biden has made some really clear limits to what the United States will and won't do. He doesn't want the United States to get into a direct war with Russia. And as heartbreaking as it is, I, I don't think that it would be smart or would help anything for the United States to try somehow to engage with those conscription efforts. Um, it, it's, it is enough, I think, to help Ukraine and to help it deal with the even more horrific things that we have seen have happened in Ukraine in the areas that the Russians occupied. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an incredibly complex situation. And, um, you know, and I do think that the goal of trying to stay out of a direct conflict with Russia ourselves is a, is a good goal. Well, I have so many more questions for you. I wish we had more time. Dr. Mary Kirtland, thank you so much for joining us tonight. So appreciated, and I hope to have you on again. Yeah, well, thank you for um, having me on. It's really an honor to talk to you, and uh, I'm happy to talk anytime. Thank you. Take care and have a great evening. Thank you, too. All right, everyone. That was Dr. Mary Curtin, diplomat in residence and Global Policy Area Chair at the Humphrey School of Public Affairs at the University of Minnesota. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.